Welcome back. The dudes of Davey are here. I'm here with my co-host, Stefan Miller. And we are here to discuss, we're, we're here to discuss a couple things. The the broad aspect of this podcast is going to be an NBA preview with the NBA season starting tonight, which we're really excited about. But what we wanted to do first was get into how freaking excited we are. It is sports-a-palooza right now. We are in the heart of the baseball playoffs, and both of our teams are in it, the Philadelphia Phillies, woo, and Stefan's Yankees. Wait, one more game, one more game. One more game, okay. It's a big game tonight. And the NBA season starts, the NHL season starts, the NFL's in full swing. It's just, it's a good time of year. We're excited about it. Yeah, I mean, it's 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 hard to not wake up every day and say, I'm not sure if I'm going to have time for work, right? It's like, <laughs> all right, so whatever I have to do for work, I got to get done because I got the Yankees at four, then there's the Phillies and the Yankees and the Rangers, and then on Sundays or Mondays, you got the Jets, Giants, and Eagles, and amongst all the other teams. But to be, it's, it's, it's a great time to be a sports fan. I think we've had a couple days in the last few weeks that were just off the charts, you know, wall to wall from morning, noon, and night. Um, and it's just been really great. Yeah, so, you know, one of the big things is, and look, I, I, I'm all about gratitude. I am, I am so grateful right now for sports and how it's in the full swing. Um, really, you know, thinking back to where we were with COVID, and you know, the most exciting thing that was going on at that time was um, virtual uh, horse between Zach Levine and Paul Pierce, which was which was riveting, <laughs> um, and also. Over the summer, you know, you have the dog days of the summer, which weren't that long ago, where, you know, you're watching axe throwing and uh, the World Axe Throwing Championships, and it's really only uh, guys from three states. Um, but, yeah, we've, we've gone from the depth. So I'm, I'm very grateful for where we are right now. If, if you take a step back right now and look at just the sporting events in the last 48 to 72 hours, I mean, that's more than the, the entire period of COVID. Right. So it is a great time to be a sports fan doesn't matter uh, which sport they're all on right now and uh, I guess you know that takes us into uh, tip off tonight for the 2022-23 NBA season yeah it's exciting there's a couple good games my Sixers are playing tonight you have the Lakers and Warriors as the late game and uh, look there's a lot of storylines coming into the season and we're going to talk about a handful of them but obviously we're not going to touch upon everything but we're going to try to hit the big ones make a couple bold predictions but uh, I think probably the first place to start, we'll start with our, we are obviously a little bit homers, but we'll start with our hometown teams. But, you know, the Knicks are interesting. And I know, Stefan, you are following this closely. They made a, a lot of decent moves in the offseason that, that you think will be decent. Um, what, what's your thought on, obviously, Jalen Brunson and some of the other additions? Yeah, look, I mean, I, I think the Knicks probably went into the offseason thinking they'd make a lot more moves. Mm-hmm. and uh, But the way that it shook out, getting our start, starting point guard, you know, this is our first starting point guard, if you want to go back since Chauncey Billups, and then really back even much farther to, you know, call it Mark Jackson, if you will. Mm-hmm. So we have a floor general, uh, Mitchell Robinson signed for a, what a, you know, in today's terms is a very reasonable four for 60. So uh, he's bulked up and hopefully he'll stay healthy. Well, we did uh, sign the large uh, 24-year-old center to back up Mitchell Robinson, who can really shoot the three, I think at about a 37-38% clip. 
And then we really kept the core of the team. And, you know, I think, you know, sometimes there is addition by subtraction and sometimes there's, you know, the opposite. So I think that, you know, the one offer we made to the Jazz that we were really willing to do, which was R.J. Barrett and two firsts for Donovan Mitchell. Uh, yes, I would have done it. Uh, I would have. I absolutely would have done it. But the other trade packages that sounded like they were including, you know, half of our team, you know, it was like, you know, let's trade you, you know, Dolan, the hot dog vendor, the guy who runs the valet. I was like, wait a second. I was like, how are we going to how are we going to operate the garden? So, you know, all of a sudden it was Obi, quickly Grimes. I'm like, "Uh, you you actually don't have enough players to play. What do you think about Jalen's contract? I know we've discussed this and, and debated it a little bit. And, and, and look, I get it. Like we, we have to scale to where we are now with the yeah. TV deals and, and where NBA players are getting paid. But that's a lot of money, four years, $100 million. I think it's uh, pennies. Okay. I think you look at all these contracts out there. I think it's a it's – a, look, so he got his payday. Mm-hmm. He earned his payday. Mm-hmm. Uh, he – I believe the Mavericks went 16-5 and five without Luka. Uh, he carried them in the playoffs for at least a few games and he's from New York and he wants the spotlight. And I say this a lot, you know, there are a lot of players who we want on the Knicks that don't want to be on the Knicks. Okay, that's fair. But when you find somebody who wants to be there Mm -hmm. and he's 25 and he's playing a position that we so desperately need, if Jalen Brunson can't make Julius Randle, Mitchell Robinson, Evan Fournier and others you know, if he can't make their lives better and easier, uh, then I'll be shocked. So I envision this, you know, the over-under for the Knicks is 39 and a half wins. I know the East is tough. For the West, it might be even tougher. Who knows? But I envision the Knicks being very competitive. And if they get off to a decent start, I see them, I see them being buyers at the trading deadline rather than sellers. The Knicks have done some things this year that, that have made some sense. Look, Jalen Brunson is a good player. I think he's a you know, I think he's a very solid player. I think he will bring stability to the Knicks. Uh, that contract is huge, but again, if you scale it to where we are in basketball, it's it's not so terrible. His father was a Temple University legend, um, and I watched him as a kid. So he's got he's got the lineage. He's I, I I do think that he will help the Knicks. I think they will be solid. So obviously, so long as everyone stays healthy. Um, yeah, I mean, look, other storylines in the NBA, my Sixers are favored right now, which, which honestly, I, I don't care. I'm not, I'm not, I won't, I won't be excited until like, you know, game 77 of the season. Or ring night, whatever. Or ring right. night, yeah. Um, so yeah, let me introduce the Sixers and then you can tell us your thoughts. So obviously I'm a huge anti-Harden fan. Uh-huh. I love rooting against him. Yeah. Rooting against him in the playoffs is, you know, one of the best activities I've had in the last five to ten years. Right. Um, you can always count on him to almost not show up. Uh, and that's rare these days, you know, when somebody yeah. is so consistently unprepared and unmotivated for the playoffs. So with all that being said, the Sixers did make a lot of moves in the offseason. And I would be remiss to not say that Harden actually does look like he's lost the pregnancy weight, which I think is great. <laughs> He's in fighting weight. He's in fighting weight. Yeah. So what are what are what are the hometown you know Lonnie Greenberg Sixers looking like? Well, look, if they play the Heat in the playoffs, the Sixers are in trouble because he has his numbers are are notoriously terrible in Miami for I think obvious reasons that I've heard about. Uh, but taking a step back, and I, I hear you on everything with Harden, and I agree with you on pretty much all of it. I do believe. 
this he does realize this is it. This is the last chance. Like this season probably is it. So long as he doesn't get hurt, which is always you know a possibility, I do think that he will play very very well. I think that he will play a team game. I don't think he's going to hog the ball. I think he understands his role. Uh, that's probably wishful thinking, but I do feel that way. Uh, I think Embiid will play well. Again, with these guys, it's just injuries. It's always, you know, Embiid misses 25 games mm-hmm. or Harden misses games or something, you know, messed up happens. I, I've been a fan of this team for a really long time, so I, I've seen it all. Well, to that point, I, I do think that when when and if Embiid misses some time, mm-hmm. the problem that you've we've all come to see with Harden is that he can play whenever he wants. Right. Obviously, he looked out of shape in the last couple of seasons, especially since COVID, okay? Mm-hmm. But let's assume he is in really great shape. You know, we've seen him do this on the Rockets, right? When he was the only star and he was putting up numbers every night. So as long as, you know, him and Embiid are lockstep Mm -hmm. and Tobias Harris doesn't get, honestly, doesn't get jealous. Right. Because it's, you know, he is by far now the third man on this team. He might even be the fourth man. Right. Well, Maxi, Maxi's a great player. We'll see what he ends up doing this year too. Look, the Sixers have... They have a chance. Uh, I'm not going to um, get too excited, as I said before, but I do think this is probably the best chance. We don't have so many distractions as well. The whole Ben Simmons aspect, he's, he's gone in Brooklyn. It's, you know, it's over. So we'll see. I mean, I, I'm cautiously optimistic. That, that's where I'll put it. Well, I certainly, I certainly am, am not rooting for them. Okay, good. Um, good. I, 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 I'm not rooting for the Knicks either. Right, just right. So, you know. so just so we're clear. Uh, but uh, I will be anxious to see if an in-shape Harden and, uh, and a repurposed Harden takes advantage of what I, – I agree with you. I think this is his final ticket. I don't think there's another ticket after this. This is it. Um, so let's move on to one of your favorite players of all time yeah. who you, know, you, you follow very closely, um, and that would be uh, King James. So King James is uh, is you know heading into his I don't know nineteenth thirty second season I have no idea uh, it's a, it's a many years almost two decades yeah um, obviously new coach mm-hmm. uh, not many new players right uh, apparently a refurbished AD as well uh, so <laughs> what, what what do you see as the blueprint and uh, the you know how do you see the season going for the Lakers and I do think there's going to be some some moves. But, you know, what do you, where do you see LeBron and the Lakers, you know, in 2022-23? Right. So before we get into the Lakers, per se, the LeBron, there is one thing to look forward to this year, possibly, which I, I think he will do. So, again, injuries. He is about 1,300 points away from passing Kareem on the all-time scoring list, which puts it, you know, if, if averages, past averages uh, mean anything – He'll probably get there around Valentine's Day, somewhere between Valentine's Day and St. Patty's Day, um, which is incredible as a guy who probably isn't considered, you know, one of the best scorers of all time. If you really think about like pure, you know, he does so much. That's an interesting point, by the way. It's just it's just a longevity consistency, you know, averaging 25 points a game for 20 seasons. You get there, right? Which is incredible. Yep. And by the way, over the last three seasons, I think he's averaged missing 20 to 25 games. Right. Prior to that, he missed no games. Right. So he could miss some games this year more than he typically has. And that, that might make a difference on when he – I think he will get there this year. 
if it's not something so serious. From a Lakers standpoint, I, look, I, I anticipate LeBron to, to still look like a top 10 player in the NBA, maybe top five. Top 10? Top, wait, whoa, whoa, whoa. I do. Wait, wait, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I do. So, so just so we're clear, yeah. you believe that LeBron is going to have a top five or top 10 type season? Yeah. Okay. Well, I'm really happy. Whoever's listening, all five or 500 of you, I will simply tell you that I will be shocked and amazed if he's going to have that type of season. He's going he's gonna to score 23, 24 a game. He's going to have eight to 10 assists. He's going to have eight to 10 rebounds a game. That, that's what he's going to do every game. He's going to play, he's going to play solid defense. He's going to still be able to guard one through five. Um, he's still in great shape. He's still, uh, even though he's, what, 38 years old, he's still one of the top athletes in the league. I, I think he will play very well this year. The problem is, does AD stay healthy? I think AD. Uh, yeah. <laughs> I, I think AD is maybe the most overrated player like ever. Um, the fact that he's on the top seventy-five all-time list is is just it kills it, us. It kills the entire <laughs> list. I, I don't even know like if if I can accept like anyone on that list anymore. It like totally nullifies it for me. Um, he's a good player when he plays, but like I, I don't think I, I personally don't think look the bubble was a little bit of a different thing. Um, it's kind of, the bubble was like just a battle of attrition, uh, on who stayed the most sane in my mind. Yeah. But, um, and Russell Westbrook is like, you know, I don't know what they're going to do with him, but he basically plays for the other team (laughs) at the stage. At least in the last five minutes. Yeah. Yeah. Well, he's, he's always played for the other team the last five minutes. Oh God. All right. So yeah. So I guess I, I I think the Lakers make the playoffs. I think they're going to struggle though. I really hope the Lakers don't make the playoffs. I hope they fail miserably. <laughs> I hope AD just continues to do what he does, which is typically like rack up insurance bills. Um, and I, I, I just really hope they lose every game they physically play. Yeah. Uh, so, yeah. I, yeah, okay. So, yeah. I, I don't think it ends that well, but I think it will end a little bit better than it did last year. That's, that's my take on it. Uh, okay, so let, let's get into a topic that really became a topic in the last couple of weeks, which is the Warriors and the uh, the punch heard around the world. Uh, Draymond just absolutely clocked. Anyone who saw that video. Fight club. Yeah, yeah I mean, he, he absolutely clocked Jordan Poole. And uh, there has to be some repercussions to that, to culture, and just, just the team in general. They have really solid leaders, but what do you think is going to happen now with the Warriors? You know, I prior to that punch, mm-hmm. I would have told you – Right in it to the end. Uh, look, it's, I think the East and the West, there's so many good teams. It's a do- it could be a dogfight. Mm-hmm. I wish this season wasn't 82 games. I think it's terrible. It should be 64, 66. They'll never do that because they'll lose too much money. Another topic, another podcast. In terms of the Warriors, uh, I think it's a real problem. Not so much for the internal culture. You know, they can get over it. They've won four rings they're all making crazy money besides Draymond Green. We can touch on that, yeah. right? Draymond Green punches Poole and then Poole and Wiggins sign for $250 million. Fascinating. <laughs> Whatever. So, but I think the big thing, and we watch it. We're not playing basketball every Monday. Anybody yeah. like to join us? Yep. We're not playing basketball every Monday. Neither one of us has gotten hurt. Yep. Um, yep. But I think this is, it's going to be the other teams that are going to talk crazy amounts of shit. And I actually think they've lost now respect potentially for both of them. There's going to be the guys that have lost respect for Poole because they actually already thought he was a bit of a punk. Mm-hmm. And Draymond Green, his own teammate, put him in his place. 
Then there's going to be the, the players who sort of come at it from a different angle, and they're going to lose respect for Draymond and basically say, what kind of teammate are you? So I'm, I'm, I think it's going to be super interesting to see not so much how the Warriors play, Kaminga, you know, they have, they, they have a deep bench of players who I think are going to play great this season, but how are other teams going to face them and what type of shit talk and intimidation are some of these other teams going to be like, well, we know that this team is not all together. Yeah, look, those are all great points. That's a really interesting point about the other teams and how they – Jordan Poole and Draymond are going to hear it all game. Draymond's been hearing shit talk his entire career because he dishes it out like no other. But Jordan Poole will be interesting. He's going he's gonna to hear a lot this year from these players. Um, I, think, I think the Warriors have a great culture. I think Steve Kerr will be able to put it together. Uh, I think Steph, too. I think the two of them – will be able to, and Clay Thompson, will be able to keep them together. But it's a really interesting wrinkle where going in, you know, going into a couple of weeks ago, I would have said the Warriors are absolutely the favorite in my mind. Not, not just because they won last year, just the, the team itself and who won last year, plus new pieces coming online that are going to get more experience. I just think it's it's a well-oiled machine. But I think it's a little bit more open now. I, I think this does make a, a difference. Yeah, I think two comments on that. I think one, hot take, I'm going to go like game four, game seven, mm-hmm. one of those. You're going to see somebody talk shit to Draymond and Poole, mm-hmm. and Draymond's going to defend Poole. Right. I could totally see crazy Draymond, who, by the way, I should say, if I was a Knicks, if I if I had Draymond Green and I was a Knicks fan, I'd love him. Oh yeah. I would be like, this is my guy. He's, Go to battle. Do the dirty work. He's your kind of guy. Just he's my kind of guy. Yeah. Okay. He falls into the camp of you know you want him on your team. Absolutely. But I do think he, that's going to happen. I also think DiVincenzo, as crazy as this sounds, I liked him on Milwaukee. I thought it was a good addition by the Kings. I actually think he's going to fit really well into the Warriors culture and their lineup, and he's doing a lot of the you – know, I don't usually watch preseason, but I've seen him do some of the dirty work too, and he can finish at the rim and shoot the three. I think he's going to be a surprising addition to an already you know, loaded roster. DiVincenzo is underrated. He was great at Villanova. He's, he's, a, he's a very solid player, and he's played on really good teams. Right. He, he knows what it's like. He's, he's been on championship teams in college and the NBA. Uh, okay. So let's move to a couple teams in the West that made some big moves. Mm-hmm. And I think everyone's going to be trying to, you know, keep an eye on them. I think you've got Minnesota. Mm-hmm. We all know the big trade for Rudy Gobert. I think you've got uh, the Memphis Grizzlies, uh, who, you know, look like, looked last year like they were just on the cusp of, you know, getting to that, you know, to the finals, Eastern Conference, uh, Western Conference finals. And then you have a healthy Clippers team. And I don't even know what that means. But it's a healthy Clippers team, apparently, where everyone's actually going to play. Wow. Uh, yeah, I know. First time in like three years. That's incredible. I actually think this is year four of the George Kawhi experiment. So just so we're clear, I think it's year four, and we've only seen them play together for like one season. It feels like year 70. Uh, so- <laughs> I, don't even, I don't know. It feels like uh, Paul George was on uh, Oklahoma City, like, Last decade. Uh, yeah, I agree. Yeah. Agree. So what do you think? So what do you think of those three teams and, and, and how's it going to play out for them? Minnesota's – I don't think Minnesota's going to be that great, honestly. Um, you know why I say that? Because I forgot that Russell's still on the team. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, so I, I, don't, I, don't, I think, look, will they be better defensively? Sure. 
but right. much of a difference. Right. Right. I, 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 I forget about Minnesota. Memphis is a solid team. Memphis plays hard, play good defense. John Morant is is for real. You know, he he has shown it in playoff games now too. I, I think he's ready to make the next step. They're going to be a really tough team to play um, for anyone in the playoffs and along along the road of the regular season. You're going to see them do some things that are going to. I think they turned heads last year. I think they're going to turn them even more this year. The Clippers are interesting because Kawhi Leonard healthy and playing is so good, but. I kind of forget now because it's been a few years. Like, I wonder where he is at this point because I have no idea. If Kawhi Leonard, you know, in Toronto was just, you know, in San Antonio, he's he's an unbelievable player. He's he's a future Hall of Famer for sure. He's one of the, I don't know, top 10, 15 players I've ever seen play when he's like actually playing, and and in his groove, he's unbelievable. He plays great defense. He's he's everything. I just don't know what kind of player we have right now. If Kawhi is even like 75% of what he was, Clippers are going to be really good. Yeah, I mean, they have talent. Yeah. Right? And they've kept some of the guys that, you know, I think you need to have like the glue guys. Yeah. So I do think that, but to your point, I mean, we don't know what we have there. Right. We, we, I mean, I really think we just need to see them play night in and night out for a couple months before you can even talk about chemistry. I, like, I actually like uh, Paul George. I think he's a good player. I think he plays good defense. I think he... Um, he has mental lapses, which is a problem. That's the right way to put it, by the way. Yeah, mental. A, no, but that's a fair. He has mental lapses, it. but he's a really good player, and it's just I think it's a matter of like just getting these guys to play enough together. I think chemistry is just so key for these guys. Yeah, look, chemistry is very key in the NBA and in basketball in general, but it's going to be more important for these guys all to create some sort of. Um, Stability together. Mm-hmm. So I, I, I do look at the Clippers as, and they have a good owner who, you know, who wants them to do well. Um, well you, when you say good owner, you mean like rich owner who wants to spend money. He's a rich owner who like has fun with the team. Right. Yeah. yeah. Agree. Yeah. Agree. Um, so yeah, I, it, I think the I still think the West is the Warriors. Um, if they really, can. I do. I mean, I really do. All I, right. So my hot take and. Bold prediction is the West will be won by the Pelicans. Wow, that's bold. And I have studied their roster. But don't don't you not like CJ McCollum? I don't like CJ McCollum. Right, exactly. But what, well, yeah, but don't like is you know I've never yeah. met him. So I, 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 personally, he might be the nicest guy in the world and may volunteer every weekend. I have no idea. But he, he would be the leader of that team. No, like, no, so? I think he is number three. I think that team right now is run by Brendan Ingram. I think Zion is a phenomenal talent and needs to prove that he's back and plays consistently. And I think CJ should shoot 38% from three and get his 15 a game in the shadows. Because that man is a shadow player. He can score. I know he can be, get hot. Mm-hmm. But I do think that if he's the number three guy, wow. you're in great shape. That's a big take. That's a, that's a, that's a big one. I, 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 I am convinced that Herb, uh, Herb Jones... Yep. Is phenomenal. Um, I love uh, Jackson Hayes mm-hmm. coming off the bench. Uh, I think their depth is second to none, and they're you know they actually had that um, what's his name? They have Larry Nance mm-hmm. as well. I just think if you look at their roster, the configuration. First of all, as much as I disliked David Griffin for a bunch of his moves, mm-hmm. or as much as you have to give him the accolades, this team has so much depth, 
And I think Dyson Daniels is who they picked up as a rookie. Mm-hmm. I mean, he supposedly is another lockdown defender. So I'm like, so you have Jose Alvarado mm-hmm. and Dyson Daniels and Herb Jones. Mm-hmm. If they're locked in and this coach has them playing the right way, I mean, they could have beaten the Suns. Right. And that was what, round that was round two? Yep. So I just think that I think my 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 breakout team of the year is the Pelicans. And I think that they are in the Western Conference Finals. And I think it'll be, you know, again, up to, as you've talked about a lot, it's going to be luck and injuries. Yeah, I mean, like, we all know that that's pro sports, that's sports in general. Yep. But that, that's, a, that's a very, I, I think the Pelicans are going to be good. But that's interesting that you think they're going to be Western Conference Finals, possibly win the West. That's, that's a hot take. So we just did the West. We, we jumped a little bit into our, our hometown mm-hmm. loves in the East, but there are some other teams in the East we want to discuss. So why don't, why, don't, why don't you talk about your second hometown, the Miami Heat? Yeah. You know, the Miami Heat didn't really do much in the offseason from a standpoint of picking up a lot of, like, hot pieces, but they did lock in um, some pieces as well. Um, they kept some guys in-house for the long term. The Miami Heat are a tough team. They're they're coached really well. Spo is has proven he's just a, a stellar coach. It's a great organization. They have some really really solid pieces. Jimmy Butler elevates his game in the playoffs to you know every year it's like you forget about Jimmy Butler and then the playoffs come you're like is this guy like a top five top ten player in the league? Like every year you say that to yourself. So he will show up again in the playoffs. He's going to need help. He's going to need Bam to show up. Bam's an all-star who you know, really didn't show up. Tyler Hero was hurt last year, um, and they took Boston to the absolute brink. Um, and Boston was and, – and Boston played fairly well um, even in the final. I mean, Steph Curry just ended them in the finals, Steph Curry and, and uh, Wiggins. But the Celtics were pretty close to winning it, and the Heat were right there with them. Mm-hmm. And I think the Heat had more in the tank if things were working on all cylinders. So the Heat are always there. Um, you know, the wild card teams are are Brooklyn. Um, they're, I mean, Bro- look, Brooklyn's an interesting story. Now having Ben Simmons, who looks like he's going to play. Ben Simmons, as we were discussing before this, is a lockdown defender. I mean, he's a he's a great defender. He's six eleven. He can guard. He's a he's a great wing defender, but he can guard pretty much one through four, um, and it does open up KD and Kyrie again. If those guys play, I mean, Kyrie's like all oh, another story. If they play, they don't have to. Ben Simmons can guard the best player on the other team, so long as it's not a center. Um, they have good some good defenders. They have some good shooting. You know, KD is KD. Kyrie is Kyrie. If they can stay on the floor and actually play, um, and play together, mm-hmm. they're look they're a good team. I mean, I, th- those guys are. I mean, K- KD is one of the greatest offensive players I've ever seen. It's not even a, it's not even a quick. And Kyrie is talent wise, he's he's one of the best talents we've ever seen. They just have to be on the floor. Yeah, I, I think that Joe Harris being hurt as much as he has been over the last right. year and a half has really hurt them. Mm-hmm. Even though I don't think Joe Harris is that great a shooter. Mm-hmm. I don't think Joe Harris thinks that Joe Harris is that great a shooter. <laughs> right. Um, Seth Curry is probably waking up every day wondering what he did wrong right. to, to to deserve being traded from the Sixers to the Nets. They have great role players. Seth Curry is a great so player. So he's a great role player. Yes. Uh, 
I think that for the nets to be successful, I think it's all going to have to click. That's the problem. It all has to click, right? Simmons has to be able to handle the the road rage, yeah. you know, but not, you know, driving, but like, you know, those games on the road yeah. are going to be really intense. Yeah. And whether we approve of it or not, and I think sometimes we do, sometimes we don't, fans have continued to get more and more unruly mm-hmm. and nasty. And, you know, I don't agree with it. I think it could be done in a way that doesn't come off that way, but they are going to give him the treatment. Well, he, the one thing with Ben Simmons, though, is he's heard it now. Even though he hasn't been on the floor, he's been sitting on the bench hearing it. He heard it in Philadelphia for a while. Right. Which is oh, like, which is as bad as it gets. Oh, so you're making the point he might just be numb to it. I think he's numb to it. I, I read an Fair. article the other day that he's like, you know, he saw some clip, you know, he sees clips all the time of like people making fun of like, you know, him shooting and this and that or whatever. Like, like there's a bunch of guys who airballed a shot in like um, some pickup game yeah, outside. Yeah. And he was like, of course they went to me. Like he knows. The question really is, like, in the fire, is he that thick-skinned or not? Uh, he's going to hear it a lot, clearly. But one of the good things about this situation is the Nets have a lot of firepower, right? Like, KD is going to shoot a lot. Kyrie is going to shoot a lot. You know, Joe Harris will get some shots. Seth Curry is going to shoot. He doesn't have to shoot as much. He just has to be confident, drive to the hoop, Hit some short, you know, hooks, those sorts of shots that he that he's pretty good at. He's good in the paint. And, and by the way, so it's funny. I just I wanted to pull up their roster because I felt like we were forgetting something. Yeah. So Seth Curry, Joe Harris, sure, and Patty Mills. Yeah, Patty okay. Mills. And the two guys they added, which were Royce O'Neal and T.J. Warren, mm-hmm. even if one of them hits, right? Okay, they have a really confident team. So you could almost see, like, this team either needs to gel from day one, right? Mm-hmm. Like, you want them to come out to, like, a 5-1, and 7-2 and two start. But if they start out 1-3, and 1-4, mm-hmm. 1-5, you see that train going off the rails quickly. And I also see Steve Nash, unfortunately, unemployed. Probably. Yeah. 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 And by the way, going back to the Heat, um, one of the things that we were talking about, which is, you know, you know who's the key for them? Mm-hmm. If I, and again, I'm not a Heat fan, and... I'll cheer for the Heat. As a Knicks fan, it's very difficult. You know, I, I get a lot of shit, so I have to be careful. But Victor Oladipo, if that man cannot hit the outside shot, mm-hmm. I don't understand what's happening there, right. right? Like, every player who can't hit the outside shot goes to the gym, works like crazy. They're getting paid $30 million a year. And all of a sudden, they can't hit the outside shot. I mean, he was laying so many bricks that like, he was building a city. I actually remember you texting me something hysterical during one of the games, which was, and I think you were like kind of serious on whether or not like he has vision issues. <laughs> yeah, I was like, get him some glasses, maybe that's it. Like, does, you're like, does Victor Oladipo have vision issues? Because like, I he's not even close. Like, it's like I don't even know what's happening. Um, one team that we have to discuss, uh, the you know the reigning Eastern Conference champion, the Boston Celtics. I mean, what, what's gone on there is just, I mean, I don't even know what to say. It's it's unbelievable. I mean, I, I'll, I'll, I'll discuss the fact that I was a total bandwagon fan of the coach. Yeah. I thought what he was doing was incredible. Mm-hmm. He figured out a way to motivate superstars. Mm-hmm. He figured out a way to get them all to buy in. And you know the numbers like just like I do. I mean, after December or January, they were the best defensive team in the NBA, like almost in history. Mm-hmm. So had any had none of these you know off court issues happened, I mean, I thought that they were no question a ticket stamped for the Eastern Conference Finals at least. Yeah. Right. Like I mean, 
They, 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 they made a couple moves. I think one worked, one didn't, right? Uh, Gallinari's out for a while or maybe even the season, which is a tough break because he would have been a nice eighth or ninth guy. Right. But look, they still have a ton of talent. They do. And, um, I, I think that they'll, they'll be there and they'll be, you know, but so do they have a head coach right now? I don't know. Like I, they made the assistant the interim, but not really. Yeah, I, I, I'm actually not. I don't think they know what's happening. Maybe they're presently negotiating with uh, Vogel and Mark Jackson. Maybe I can see Brad Stevens coming down at some point this year. Possibly. You know, you, you, know, you said that to me. Yeah. And the only reason I disagreed mm-hmm. is that he really knew that his voice wasn't being heard in the locker room anymore. So why is it going to be heard now? You think just for stability? Credibility, possibly. Okay. Yeah, I mean, because like, like right now you're you're dealing with a situation that is completely unstable, unstable, and it's like he he could bring stability. It's not a matter of just like we need you know we need the best possible coach. We just need like stability because we got we have it right here. Like I know Marcus Smart's like one of your, you know your one of your favorite players. Marcus Smart's unbelievable, right? Jason Tatum. Um, and Jalen Brown are, are great, great players. They have so much playoff experience now. I think they've learned so much. I think they're ready to really, you know, take it on in the NBA Finals and the Eastern Conference Finals and play more consistent. Tatum's issue is just consistency, but he has a lot of postseason play under his belt. Correct. Now. I think he's ready. And Jalen Brown too. And, and 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 apparently, obviously, you know, the addition of Malcolm Bragdon is going to be either a home run right. or it's going to be a massive miss. Right. The only way it's a miss is if he gets hurt again. Right. If he doesn't get hurt, this man is absolutely going to take some of the scoring pressure off of both Tatum and Brown. Right. Who, who's your Eastern Conference prediction? We'll, we'll both put our – so you have Pelicans, I have Warriors in yep. the Western Conference. In the East? Yeah. Uh, I think I'm going to have to go with the Sixers. Wow. It pains me. You have no idea – uh, I'm sure I'm going to get a ton of crap for this, but I feel like the three or four people they added in the offseason, each one of them is a chess piece to make that team better. Wow. Um, I'm going to really hate it more. I'm going to hate it double because it's Harden, so he's going to be smiling and you know stroking his beard, and he's probably going to do fairly well in the playoffs. In order for that to happen, he almost has to. Mm-hmm. But I feel like they brought in the right players. The only thing that I do think they're missing is one more, or actually one key sharpshooter. Mm-hmm. They had him. They had to trade him to the Nets. Right. They have to get one more sharpshooter to really like take you know all the pressure off of Harden because he can't handle it. Right. I I, I can't do it. I mean, I I would love to do it. I'd love to be right there <laughs> with you on it, but I'm not going to do it. Uh, all right. So we should actually look up the odds of. Pelican Sixers NBA Finals. Yeah, it's four million to one. <laughs> yeah, you should put some money on that right now. I'm just saying, like, and and you you earn that. I I'm I'm actually gonna go for a, a a more traditional, more obvious, which probably won't happen, but a more obvious finals, which is Warriors, a team we haven't even talked about, the Milwaukee Bucks. I think the Bucks will go to the finals this year. I think Giannis. It would be pretty cool to see Steph and Giannis in the NBA Finals against each other. And I think that Milwaukee has a, has a solid team. I think they... No question. You know, they they have the same pieces that won the title. Mm-hmm. They just have to stay healthy. I mean, I, I, keep, I sound like a broken record. I keep saying stay healthy, but that's, that's what it is. I mean... Yeah, I agree. I have Milwaukee 
losing to the Sixers okay. in the Eastern Conference Finals. And I'll have the Pelicans beating the Warriors okay. in the Western Conference Finals. Okay. Let's do two things, three things right now. There is okay. there is, I want to talk about possible MVP, and I want to talk about Rookie of the Year. And then I know that this is a topic that you're really going to want to talk about, which is the prize for being crappy this year, which oh. which will play into the season. So we'll, we'll 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 make our predictions quick. Yep. Who do you think the MVP is this year? Uh, God, I think it's Embiid. I'm gonna pick the guy. Yeah. Who very easily could have won it last year. Mm-hmm. Uh, I can guarantee who it won't be. It won't be Jokic. No, he can't win three in a row. Right. So that's a guarantee. But I really do believe that Embiid. He's going to have the same or slightly less of a year than last year. Mm-hmm. But because the Sixers are going to be viewed upon as such a strong team, I think it's going to look like he finally was able to elevate everybody, whether that's true or not true, inconsequential. Yeah. I think Embiid takes the MVP. And you? Yeah, I, I, I agree with you on this. I think Embiid is probably the front runner if the Sixers do what they're supposed to do within some sort of range of that. And I think, look, Giannis is there too, clearly. Giannis will be right there. Rookie of the year, what do you think? I mean, everybody, I mean, if, if you read some of the information out there, everybody's talking about the guy on Orlando, uh, Panchero. Mm-hmm. Bon, bon, yeah, Panchero. Right, out of Duke. Out of Duke. Uh, I don't know. Uh, I probably lean him. Uh, I wouldn't, it wouldn't surprise me if there was a, a dark horse like a Daniels on the Pelicans, Dyson Daniels. Uh, it wouldn't surprise me. Ivy. Um, Ivy, you know, I don't, I love Ivy. Uh, I, look, we haven't even talked about the Pistons and we don't have time on, on this pod, but I think you and I are both uh, high on the Pistons, especially their potential, right? You look at their roster, uh, they have a couple, they have a bunch of youth, they have some like seriously skilled players, and they got a few of those, you know, savvy bench veterans that you need. So Pistons are going to be interesting for sure. I mean, there's a lot of interesting things going on. I happen to think Ivy is the best rookie this year. I, I watched him play in college. He's he just looks like he's just looked like an NBA player for a while now, and I think he's going to fit in really well in Detroit. So that that's my pick is Ivy. Okay. So the last the last piece of this, which I'm gonna let you talk about it because I know you've seen more game tape of of this player is I'll let you introduce what what the prize of being really crappy this year in the NBA is. Wembeyama. Yeah. Say it like a mantra. <laughs> uh, listen. Uh, all I know is that I hate, loathe, despise the tall NBA prospect. Mm-hmm. I mean, we could, we could literally spend two pods going through the Sean Bradleys, uh, Porzingis's, Yao Ming's, Greg Odin's. I mean, how many more, you know, I, I can name. But this player and this prospect is demonstrating a, he's like a five-tool player in baseball, but in the NBA. Mm-hmm. He can shoot, he can rebound, he can pass, he can defend, he can block. I mean, there's nothing he can't do. He is 7'3", he is very thin. Uh, so I honestly, you know, I hope, and it does seem this way that people like Giannis and Jokic and Embiid and others can sort of mentor and guide him to what to do and what not to do because he's gonna grow 
and how he grows and what muscle he builds is going to be the difference between him being Greg Oden or him being in the Giannis, you know, uh, steps. So uh, I do think that you have a handful of teams uh, not, you know, at the top of that list might be the Spurs and Greg Popovich, who is uh, known to like the big man, who uh, I think is going to make a hard run. If you look at their roster on opening night, uh, they're they're really not ready for uh, the G League, let alone the NBA. Oh, yeah, they're going to suck. This they're going to suck. Um, but, you know, Wembyama is a is a next level talent. I just really hope that he stays healthy. But I really hope that, you know, we get to see him in the NBA for many years to come on whatever team he goes on, because I think it'll be it'll be very similar to how we all felt about when players like Kevin Garnett and Shaquille O'Neal were coming into the NBA. You're like, wow, like the potential, the ceiling is so high. Yeah, I, I mean, there, there, there will be some jockeying for losing, I think, at the end of the year uh, to get this guy so long as. He's a big guy. You, you know, you touched on. He's a really big guy. That tends to not be great, especially like, you know, with their feet. Uh, they tend to have toe issues, that sort of thing. Um, I lived through this. I mean, Sean Bradley was different, but I lived through this one. We drafted Sean Bradley um, a long time ago. Uh, he's almost as big as him, and he's thin. He's not like Chet thin, but um, he's he's got to fill in. But like, they'll work with him in the NBA. They have you know top-notch trainers and so forth. So. Yeah, that's our NBA preview. Again, we are super excited where we are in sports right now. Um, I know, Stefan, you, you got to get some stuff done before the 4.07 tip time today. That's right. We got we got a little Yankees game yep. five, Cortez on the mound, yep. a packed house. Uh, but, you know, like you said, Lon, we just have so much going on right now. I think every fan out there, whatever sport you watch and root for, Every fan out there should be super excited, just like we are, to uh, you know make time, uh, squeeze in fourth quarters of these games whenever you can, and perhaps you know tell people you're going somewhere else, and you know just end up at a bar by yourself, <laughs> the, you know, and you're, the meeting ran late, like really late. Right, right exactly. <laughs> All right, well, th- this is the dudes of Davy, and uh, we're we're happy you joined us today, and we'll be back with you soon. Have a good one. Take care. Mm-hmm.